Welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time from the Superbook Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising. I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by the wonderful people at Superbook Sports. Download the app today. Plug in the promo code A2Z, and they will match your first bet up to $250. That's A-T-O-Z in the Superbook Sports app for your first bet up to $250 free. True Math Fitness in the Gulch, where I just spent a little time this evening, and I will be back there tomorrow if you are somebody who is in need of a good workout. If you want to change up your workout routine, go with the best workout possible. That's True Math Fitness in the Gulch. Your first workout is free at truemathfitness.com. So as we look at the uh, as we look at all the different narratives about uh, about the Tennessee Titans and everything that's going to be discussed, it's a pretty dead period, obviously in football. But at this point, I have been stopped a number of times in the last couple of weeks, and I have been asked specifically about the quarterback competition, but not in the way that uh, and not in the way that. I had anticipated it's not a conversation about Malik Willis and Will Levis competing for the backup quarterback. The amount of people who have come up to me and asked about Will Levis and when he might start and when he will start speaking definitively with it, speaking definitively with it, uh, as if this is something that is in question over Ryan Tannehill has been wild to me. I was on a bachelor party this week, and that's why I was in Las Vegas. That's why we didn't do the primetime show last night, because I was dead, and I, I was late to the radio show this morning in ways that it's tough to do when your name is the only name on the radio show and you show up 10 minutes late. Tough scene. But uh, I, think that, um, I think that when I was out there, you know, a lot of these guys are from Hendersonville or Nashville or the surrounding area. A lot of them, got, a lot of them Titans fans, right? Grew up Titans fans, Vols fans. And, you know, I'm not going to be mad at them if they want to talk to me a little bit about the football team. That's fine. Even though it's, you know, it's a vacation, it's it's a bachelor party, whatever. And a couple of guys throughout the course of the week, uh, weekend rather, came up to me and were asking me about Levis potentially as the starter or how Will Levis looked in, in practice and all these different things, everything about Levis. And I understand that he is a, he is a person of interest for the 2023 season, just as Malik Willis was a person of interest for the 2023 season. But this is more than interest. This is genuine curiosity about when he might supplant Ryan Tannehill in 2023. It's the most ridiculous narrative that I've heard around the Titans this year. And so I want to ask you this question with that as the context. On Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch, it is your Two Rivers Ford take. I want you to tell me what Titans starting jobs are not in question? Starting jobs, 22 starting positions for the Tennessee Titans. Which ones are not in question that immediately come to mind? I'm certain that you can think of one or two. You tell me in the comments on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch, what Titans starting jobs are not in question? I will get into who I believe to be, without question, definitively starting in 2023 when the season begins, right after I remind you that Two Rivers Ford makes your Two Rivers Ford take possible. Nobody has better customer service. Quality, award-winning Ford vehicles. Award-winning customer satisfaction on top of all that. 
Two Rivers Ford for 40 years in Mount Juliet and for 40 more serving Middle Tennessee. Two Rivers Ford online at tworiversford.com. So, what positions are not in question at this point? Running back, says Angelo Cheatham. Correct. The running back, Derrick Henry, he is the starter. We know this. Defensive backs and safety, says Demetrius Moore. Well, I would say defensive back, if you're talking about corners, corners are very much up in the air. I think I know who's going to be the starting outside corners, but I think that's because I've been at practice, and I think you might have a different answer than I do. The starting outside corners, uh, to me, are going to be Christian Fulton, and uh, Sean Murphy Bunting with Roger McCreary as the slot and uh, nickel corner. I think that that is different than some of you might anticipate. I think some of you might have plugged Elijah Molden back into there. Some uh, A guy who's been taking reps at both corner and safety. Byard and Hooker obviously locks uh, to play there in the back end, but the corners I think are very much in question. At this point, I think that's a very uh, fluid position group. And, you know, we'll see what happens with Christian Fulton this year in a contract year. It's going to be pretty interesting to keep an eye on. Where is Caleb Farley, says Cloudhouse Entertainment. Caleb Farley is at the bottom of the depth chart, uh, in my estimation. Caleb Farley is below uh, Trey Avery. Caleb Farley is below Chris Jackson. If you ask me, you know, objectively, and it's not meant as offense to Caleb, it's just the nature of the situation. If you asked me which corners would give them the best chance to succeed had if they had to play a football game today, Caleb Farley would be probably last among those that I would mention at the corner position. Uh, I think that when you look at the uh, I think that when you look at the situation, the real question is whose job is secure outside of Bayard, Henry, and Simmons? Well, that's very easy. Because Ryan Tannehill's job is 100% secure. Barring injury, that is going to be your starting quarterback for the duration of the 2023 season, and it's not even close. If you want to talk about Henry being safe, then you also need to put Tannehill in that conversation. Nobody is more important on this team than him this year. Nobody has more impact on whether they have success or whether they fail this year. Ryan Tannehill is entrenched as the Titans' starting quarterback, and the general manager, the new general manager, has been firm in that position for months now. This was Rand Carthon when asked about Tannehill at the Combine. So, I mean, I've been evaluating, you know, Ryan since he came out of Texas A&M, so you kind of know it from that space. Um, but it's been cool to get to know the dude, you know, and, and how he works. And again, you know, quarterback is one of those diligent working positions. And you see those guys all throughout your building, all throughout the year. And Ryan is everything um, that a quarterback is. You know, like I said, he's in the building every day. He's doing his work and he's around the guys. So I respect that about him. That's Rand Carthon at the Combine. Here's Rand Carthon before the draft. So just to let you guys in, Ryan and I had a conversation back in February that was between Ryan and I and and Ryan and our organization. So Ryan knows where he stands with us, and that's really all that matters to me. And here was Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network, one of the best insiders that we have in this business, speaking on Rand Carthon and Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, I would say some, some wiggle room there. I mean, what he essentially said is that Ryan Tannehill is a Titan. He is the quarterback, and that is the way it he stands. He says he's going to be a Titan. 
Yeah, and, and I think that is the most likely option. I'd be curious, though, contract-wise, what's going to happen. Mm. I mean, because if you're Ryan Tannehill and, you know, perhaps you'd want some long-term security, certainly that is something that every quarterback wants. I think if you're Tennessee, you would look at his number and say, like, are, what are we getting for, you know, a number in the 20s? So maybe there's some way that the two sides can get together and say, all right, contractually, financially, what's the best way to maybe lower the cap hit or lower the number and make sure he gets some security, find a way uh, to do that. Now, I would say this. If you're the Tennessee Titans and you look around in the league and you say, well, who could I actually get? Isn't Ryan Tannehill the best option? If you're Tannehill and you, you look around and you say, I could go in a bunch of different places, where is better for me than Tennessee? Right. So this might be a case where they got to figure out the numbers perhaps, but mutually beneficial for him to stay. A to Z Sports Primetime is made possible by the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. Go to GaryAshton.com and get your dream address without the stress. So there is Rand Carthon. There is Ian Rappaport. Anybody with information on the Titans has been telling you consistently that once they put this quarterback situation in place, even with Will Levis in the mix, Ryan Tannehill entrenched as the starting quarterback for 2023. Could something happen that sees Will Levis enter the lineup and make it difficult to remove him from the lineup? Yes, that is all, I mean, entirely possible. But Ryan Tannehill will be indisputably the starting quarterback for this team come the start of the 2023 season. There is no other solution to that. There is no other scenario where it plays out differently unless, unless, unless there is an injury, of course. Uh, trade Malik, uh, Willie uh, says, Kenny Carpenter need team. I don't know what any of that means. Trade other than trade Malik of the five words that you did or that you typed there, Kenny, uh, three of them are, <laughs> uh, they don't make sense, but trade Malik. I think I got you. Uh, I'd, I would ask you, who are you trading Malik to at this point? Uh, Valentino says Malik going to be Levis. Well, here's the thing, Valentino. I don't know how that's going to play out. I truly don't because it's only, you know, voluntary portion. They haven't done training camp. They haven't worked against the Vikings, or the Patriots yet. They haven't played preseason games, but there's nothing really to discern Levis as better or worse than Malik right now. Now one would assume in this scenario that if Malik and Levis are on pretty even ground, that Levis will be the benefactor of that because he's the most recent draft pick. He's the draft pick of the new general manager, a second round pick as opposed to a third. However you want to frame this, Levis is going to get the benefit of the doubt. Whether you think he deserves it or not remains to be seen. But I would say that if they are on, you know, Malik Willis needs to substantially exceed Will Levis, I think, to give him a, a real shot at being the second quarterback on this roster or keeping that spot as the second quarterback on this roster. Uh, because I do think that, you know, for obvious reasons, they are going to favor Levis in 2023. If it is pretty close, uh, we will see at this stage. Vrabel doesn't care about draft position. He'll keep the better player. Well, he'll play the better player. He may not keep the better player in this particular scenario. And I, understand why that might not make sense but I think that of these scenarios Mike Vrabel 
is going to uh, Mike Vrabel is going to go along with what the plan has been, and the plan right now moving forward is Will Levis. So, like I said, if they're pretty close, Malik Willis is not going to win that position battle. That doesn't seem fair. It's probably not fair, and it is also the reality of their you know professional existence. Jason York says extend Tannehill. Well, I think that would be. You really don't want to do that if you don't have to. You've got the money to do it next year, but you really don't want to do that if you don't have to and burn another valuable year of a rookie quarterback contract when that is so important to build around. Uh, Major Key says, I think they're keeping three. It's possible. We have no idea. The training camp, and you know, you can think that now, and you're entitled to think whatever you want, but to have any kind of opinion on it, truly have any kind of opinion on it uh, before training camp, before they get through training camp, um, you know, I think it's too soon, right? So uh, let's move on and let's talk about the position groups. Well, let me answer the question myself, first and foremost. Well, actually, I already did. Ryan Tannehill's job is not in question as a starting quarterback. Quarterback, running back, I would say, well, we'll see what happens with DeAndre Hopkins. Um, but we know that Traylon Burks is going to factor into that. I'm pretty sure Kyle Phillips is going to be the starting slot uh, uh, wide receiver out of the gate again. Chig, the starting tight end. I think that we'll see what happens with the offensive line, so I'll hold, withhold judgment on the offensive line at this point. But the defense is pretty much set, and it's easier to talk about jobs that are open than jobs that are still up for grabs, or rather jobs that are uh, jobs that are secured. So we'll do that here in just a second. Which positions, which starting jobs on the Titans roster are most up for grabs? We'll talk about it together Right after I remind you that the primetime show is presented by Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook app today. They'll match your first bet up to $250 with that promo code ATOZ. That's A2Z in the Superbook Sports app. So plug it in, get great odds boosts and promo bets. Ooh, it's a pretty interesting scenario in the College World Series. I don't know if you bet Florida or LSU tonight. But the bases are loaded right now with uh, LSU carrying a 10-2 lead at this point in the sixth inning. Pretty interesting stuff. Superbook, whether it's baseball, basketball, anything in between, your favorite major sports, Superbook Sports is your place to wager on them. So, which positions are most up for grabs on the Titans roster at this point? Dylan Cole, not that Dylan Cole, says wide receiver and inside linebacker. Maybe it is Dylan Cole and he wants his job back. Who's to say? Kenneth Davidson says uh, wide receiver corner and O-line. Cornerback says Falan on Facebook. Uh, let's see. Kenneth Davidson says, I got LSU, so I should be good. Hopefully you bet him in the Superbook Sports app. Stephen King says left tackle. That's going to be my answer, actually. I don't know that Andre Dillard's going to be the starting left tackle for this team. I know that they would very much like him to be the starting left tackle for this team. And, you know, he'll have the opportunity to entrench himself in that spot during training camp once they actually put pads on. But uh, Andre Dillard is somebody I talked to, I think this was from mandatory minicamp, um, about how he's settling in with the Titans offensive line. Any difference in what you guys have been doing out here for mandatory versus the pace or anything OTAs-wise? Um, not really. I mean, I can't really disclose what we're doing, you know, just to respect the team. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's football. Braves expects, you know, a lot of effort and finish out of us. For you guys, though, we've talked to Brable, and he said sometimes it looks like real football out there, but for you guys, obviously, not in pads, the running game, defensive line, not necessarily the, the level of intensity that it will be at training camp. 
what do you kind of work on while you're when, when that physical element isn't necessarily involved um a lot of it is just focusing on our technique our craft and you know it's not so much colliding all the time but it's it really gives you a chance to just kind of work on your uh, your speed quickness and your assignments from a technical standpoint I'm sorry, from a technical standpoint is there anything different that you're doing here that you were in philadelphia or has there been any kind of like acclimation for you uh, i mean just you know being a part of an offense that i wasn't in before is really the the main thing you know it's different everywhere you go. When it comes to this line as a whole, the seniors in this year, including yourself, but how, how's it going right now early on? Uh, just with like everybody. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's been really good. You know, the first day I came in, it's like we're friends right away. You know, the old line is always, you know, the best room, <laughs> funniest room, smartest room. So, you know, it, it's a it's a really good uh, group of guys, different personalities. And, Everybody's friends with each other. So. What's Coach Hotel been like in, uh, in the first couple of weeks? Hoss is great. Um, yeah, we call him Hoss in, in here. But, uh, yeah, he's really, really great coach. You know, it's his first year, and, you know, he's doing really well for us so far. He, he was here, you know, in years prior before I got here. So the guys that were here already, you know, have a relationship with him. But we hit it off pretty fast. And, you know, he just is the kind of coach that, you know, keeps his door open. And you just go in and talk about it, whatever for – couple hours you know that type of guy you know when I first got here we, I would just go in his office and chat about whatever family life whatever you know so he's, he's been uh, been really helpful for us so that's Andre Dillard I think that listen if if he can secure the left tackle spot and do it well enough that's a big win for them because it lets them keep Skaronsky at guard it lets them keep the Starting offensive line situation that they have in place right now would also get you a left tackle for a very, very good value on that uh, on that deal. Um, still think we need a proven center, says Demetrius. Bring back Ben. Uh, Ben's not coming back, so uh, we might as well move on with that particular narrative. Uh, Stephen King says, makes up for Fat Panda, who was also a first-rounder. Well, he was a right tackle, not a left tackle, so not quite one-to-one. Brunskill needs to play center, says Amar. I don't think Daniel Brunskill is. Daniel Brunskill is um, interesting because he's played all five positions, but he's not very good at any of them. But he can play all five positions. So that's important for an offensive line uh, needy team, especially this one that needs depth everywhere. So again, you know, we'll see what that experience looks like this year. Everything that I've watched of him um, has not been overwhelmingly good, but. Again, teams like the 49ers continue to give him op- give him opportunities. He'll get opportunities here because he can play multiple positions. So um, we will see. Uh, let's uh, AFO says Raidens was a disappointment. Yeah, you know, I mean, obviously, second round pick. You want him to play the ACL thing is just uh, just really really tough. Uh, how a guy that didn't allow a sack isn't any good, Buck? Who didn't allow a sack? Um, Brunskill. Listen, sacks, um, sacks, you are correct to, you know, look at sacks as a measure of uh, offensive line protection, but I would look at the pressures allowed as much as I would the sacks specifically. Sacks as a number are the measure of a good pass rush. Pressures and pressures allowed are how you more correctly identify who is responsible for what. And again, we don't know these offensive linemen, linemen assignments. So any kind of conjecture, how they assign sacks and how pro football focus or 
um, pro football reference are all these different things struggle with that. Uh, Nick Norris says, you really just said Brunskill can't play right guard good when he was great last year. Well, he wasn't great last year. If you go back and watch the 49ers offensive line, in fact, they were quite not great. (laughs) They were very much not great. They were one of the worst pass protecting offensive lines in football. Um, that's quantifiably so. So again, and I also, I didn't say that you really just said Brunskill can't play right guard good because I would never say that Brunskill can't play right guard good. That makes me sound like I drool all over myself while I'm trying to articulate that he can't play right guard well. He can't play any position well, but he can play them good enough to keep getting jobs. So well done by him. Well, (laughs) I'm sorry, I'll stop. All right, this is a free site. Since I have been, uh, since I've been strident and obnoxious, I deserve, I don't deserve to be today because today I had one of the worst professional moments of my life. We will get to that and we will get an update on the College World Series shot challenge here in just a second, right after I remind you that the primetime show is made possible by the greatest place to get your workout in. That's True Math Fitness in the Gulch. TrueMathFitness.com. I hit a new personal low weight today, 193. That's over 54 pounds down. That's less than I weighed in high school, and that's because I go to TrueMath Fitness, and they have helped me maximize my workout potential. It's a great program, and it's all variety of different workouts, whether you want personal training, whether you want group workouts, the boot camp style classes, 40 minutes in and out, very efficient and also challenging. Fitness is a great place for you to get your fitness journey started. It's not too late to start if you are somebody who's thinking about it. The hardest thing, as a matter of fact, is getting started, and they make even that easier on you by giving you your first workout free. TrueMathFitness.com is where you go. Uh, So, what's the best thing that you saw on the internet this weekend? Uh, Susan Solnick says, Buck running his show and giving free English lessons. Love his versatility. Well, listen, my grammar is not... My grammar is not, uh, you know, uh, good enough for me to be giving lessons on anything. Um, but I would say that that is pretty, uh, it's a pretty easy one to correct, <laughs> to not do something so good as opposed to not do something so well. I'm sorry, it's a hang up. Karen O'Keefe says, Lucas and Buck, Lucas and Bert rather covered well for you today on the radio show. Yes, we'll get to that here in a second uh, as Bert continues to celebrate him uh, himself in the background in ways that I imagine he often celebrates himself. In fact, I imagine that's his favorite form of self-celebration. Uh, if I had any idea of wh- about what Robert Walsh does in his personal time, and frankly, I have no interest in what Robert Walsh does in his personal time, but that is a conversation for another day. Meanwhile, College World Series, it's an ass-kicking, 11-2 to uh, in Florida's favor. It looks like... Uh, it looks like we might have a run. We've got a home run, as a matter of fact. Florida trying to show some signs of life uh, here in, late in the game at this stage. Bottom of the seventh, 11-3 now the score. A, so, a solo home run um, here at this point. One out for Florida, who's trying desperately to keep their chances at a championship alive. So, they've already lost the shot battle, though. The shot battle has been insane. They set a new world record. Rocco's is the bar in Omaha, Nebraska. They have a challenge every year for the teams who attend the College World Series. If you look at the numbers, they are not marked in order, but you can see who is blowing everybody else out by a mile. 
64,808 Jello shots have been consumed by LSU fans since they started. You had the Raising Cane CEO and founder, an LSU alumni, buy a bunch of Jello shots. You also had this individual get Gordon 8,888 rally shots at Rocco's today with proceeds supporting local food banks. Records are meant to be broken, especially those that support charities. In the meantime, remember to drink responsibly and get it done, Tigers. Go Tigers College World Series. That is a receipt for all manner of 100 Jello shot, 100 Jello shot, 100 Jello shot, 100 Jello shots at $5 a pop. 8,888 is what Get Gordon, this LSU alumni, bought, and he has been out of his mind. This was the moment when LSU broke said record. They're all insane. Uh, They are flying gators up to Omaha, Nebraska just to smoke them. They are having the time of their life. Now, at this point, uh, that is one of the best things that I saw on the internet this weekend. My own shame has also made an appearance. As you know, I was in Las Vegas this weekend for a friend's bachelor party. Congratulations to Drew Davis and his lovely soon-to-be wife, Kendall Allstott. I uh, will not be at their wedding, but I did go to his bachelor party because the Titans have training camp the first weekend uh, that their wedding will be taking place. So could not make the wedding, but I was there for the bachelor party. I wasn't there for the start of my radio show today after the Vegas trip in which Bert and Lucas were so kind as to cover for me in real time. It's a rare enough thing, a, a level of incompetence that we had yet to achieve at this level, but we found we reached new heights today as a radio show. The first segment was going to be Buck talking about himself naturally in the Vegas trip. <laughs> and then Robert and I, you were going to come back with uh, our, our lovely day trip to Nashville Shores on Saturday. Thank you for taking me with you, hey, by no the way. no problem. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Packed. Hot. But a lot of fun. Uh, but there was big news in Nashville over the weekend as the Nashville Predators, with a big-time trade, I say big time because it does signal a change of direction for the franchise. Moving center Ryan Johansson, dealing him to the Colorado Avalanche in what was largely a salary dumping move as the Preds get. Oh, come on. Look at him. He's walked <laughs> He's in here like we're not. A, oh, you go to the second seat. seat. Good for you. Buck Rising is back. He looks exhausted. Hello. We're doing a radio show. Jesus. What has happened? We were just talking about the lovely weekend that we had. I can't breathe. <laughs> I think something uh, something from the week, still from the weekend, just came out of my lungs on the way up the ramp. I, I feel as though you have forfeited your right to talk about your weekend. I feel like that's completely fair, to be honest with you. I have nothing. Uh, thank God that the two of you are here, because this morning has been an unmitigated disaster. I don't know. I mean, I almost feel like I should be relegated to this chair for the rest of the show. Well, hold on. Let me finish my sentence. Uh Ryan Johansson dealt for forward Alex Galchenyuk. Oh, that happened this weekend? Yes. Oh, fun. Colorado Avalanche. Okay. We can talk about that later. What, am I supposed to talk now? (laughs) (laughs) Good morning. I guess. Good morning. Is it? Yeah. Bert, 
We have uh, we have the Pokemon cards. I bring them as a peace offering for you having to work overtime at Let's this point. Let's go. The Pokemon cards are here for you. Wow. This is as gracious as I've ever... I, this is as tail between your legs as I've ever seen you coming back into this studio. It's never it's never felt quite like this. <laughs> you, like, you'll be late, and then you'll still like kick the door down as if you deserve everything, and, and it's not your fault that you were late, but this time I, I'm sensing some remorse from you. Well, it's because it's entirely possible that this was my fault. And that everything that resulted from a weekend of me, you know, all the karma of me complaining about the Vegas trip before leaving for the Vegas trip has just hit me in the face tenfold. And not just because I spent a weekend in Las Vegas. And I mean, the radio show is very much today going to sound like I spent a weekend in Vegas. It's unfortunate for Ryan Callahan, who is joining us coming up next. Yes. Yes. Talking Tennessee recruiting. I don't even feel like I know how to do a tease in this seat. This is jarring. To paint a picture of how off kilter Buck is, usually he'll walk in here with some kind of fancy water. He has a labelless brand of water in front of him. It's probably from a municipal source. I doubt that it's a, a municipal source. <laughs> I doubt that that it's a purified or spring water, which he's accustomed to. Buck is off kilter today. I didn't have time to get my Fiji before. Or, or he watched our taste <laughs> test that we did the other weekend where you were convinced, Robert, that if you blind taste tested Fiji water with I don't know, whatever other generic Kroger brand water I had in my hand that you'd be able to tell the difference and you could not. You tricked me. So maybe Buck has changed his tune and he is not going to spend uh, capital on water. I don't Well, at this point, capital is at a capital is at a premium after a weekend. <laughs> that's, like that. why, that's why he's not <laughs> drinking his Fiji because he spent all his money in <laughs> Vegas. He had to settle for Aquafina. Knock because those water funds That's down. why I brought the, the Pokemon cards so Burt can sell them. I'm, ha- I'm thinking about going to donate plasma after this. Hey, can you flip these, man? Please, dear God. <laughs> so we're going to have a lot of fun today. Clearly, honestly, I wish we had planned this. This is just how it worked out. If you want, if you have any question as to whether the incompetence that runs rife through this show is real or imagined, trust and know that it's oh, real. Oh, it's always been real. So we'll talk to Ryan Callahan, not about our incompetence, but about Vol's recruiting success Coming up next, 615-737-1045. The band's back together here on 104.5 The Zone. Hey, goofball, you're muted. <laughs> I was just talking about the fact that you're completely nude back there behind the scenes. And instead, I'm talking with a, a, a turned off microphone. Well done by me. <laughs> I didn't know what else to do. But uh, anyway, we were uh, we were 10 minutes. To, I was 10 minutes late to my own radio show. Bert and Lucas were gracious enough to cover for me after uh, my car. My car had a flat. I assume that you did that on purpose <laughs> since I've not been responding to your jump scares as of late. By the way, it would have been a perfect day to jump scare me. I would have been a frazzled wreck. But. You missed your opportunity. You did slash my tires, and yet we still managed to get almost three hours of radio off the ground. Did you get those tires fixed? I sure did. We're ready to rock. No more Ubering to work. (laughs) So you'll be at work on time tomorrow? Probably not. Walking through the door at 9.59, I'll know where I'm at. You won't know where I'm at. Hopefully we can get a scare off. (laughs) God, what a missed opportunity, dude. A terrible, terrible missed opportunity by you. Jacob Westerman says it correctly, which means it's time to end the show. Nude and muted. Sounds like a bad time, indeed. We will both need to be muted. I may just completely regress to the nude and curl up in the fetal position because it's time for me to go to sleep. I love all of you, except for Bert. It's great to be back. Have a great rest of your evening, even Bert. That's not nice. 
You got a flat because you drove over the Nashville construction site. I, literally, I, the entirety of the city is a construction site. It's a wonder that all four of my tires aren't regularly popped on a regular basis. Have a great rest of your evening. Back at it tomorrow on the radio show, hopefully on time at 10 a.m. And if not, there's always prime time tomorrow night at 8. See you guys. Well, are you surprised to hear that? <laughs> Certainly not. The first year we took it to the limit. And I was in Miami with my new beach house. Well, it was a couple minutes from the beach. It's been 20 years since then. We haven't been too strong in the last few years. Oh, we've been strong. We're just playing by the rules. You can't have a newcomer come in and steal a show. Thank you.